This is the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rock and Trumpour, and this is the Week Six NFL Preview on Apple Podcast. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We just posted a Hugh Jackson interview, and it's a must. You gotta check it out. Yes, listen to the man. Make sure you do everything he said. Instagram and Twitter, and the YouTube video with Hugh Jackson's absolutely popping off right now. Thank you guys. Keep it up. We're, we just passed 2,000 views on that video, so please keep up the support. Over 100 likes. We love it. Over 15 comments. That's amazing. So please keep watching that and liking and commenting on all our videos and the Hugh Jackson video. Also, before we dive in to today's episode, make sure you click the link in below for sports cases. If you want 10% off any type of sports phone case, Use our code TalkingSportsPD. The link is in the description, and you get 10% off if you use our code. Well, who doesn't want 10% off a really cool sports phone case? So make sure you click the link in the description if you want to check that out. Before we dive into the Week 5 NFL Recap, Jared, how did you do on your Week 5 picks? Well, I had my best week of the year. I was due for it. I went 12-3. and Um, I finally picked the Bills to win a game, and – backfired a little bit but i'll take 12 and 3 any week what about you i finished nine and five you beat me for the first time this year nine and five wasn't a bad week I've, i think i've had i've actually had worse weeks than that but nine and five wasn't bad wasn't great i had the bucks wrong the chiefs wrong the 49ers wrong the colts and my buffalo bills got their first loss of the year so i also had them wrong so jr congrats to beating me for the first time this year don't get get used to it though it's an honor it's an honor honor. um how would you do on your fantasy picks uh from week five i hit on two of them i picked fitz uh patrick who got 27.6 um levy on bell was a miss he had 7.7 i was really thought he'd do something uh darius slayton was another hit 20.9 points and then my tight end he only played 10 10 plays that game and got targeted once and he ended up with zero. So it's definitely a miss there. Um, but that's also due to injury. Yeah. You? Tight ends are tough. Um, but yeah, Jared yeah, yeah. 24.36 points. That was a hit. I had Joshua Kelly only got 4.8. That's not a hit. Darius Slayton with 20.9. We both had Darius Slayton. If you remember from the last podcast, uh, he had 20.9. So that's a hit. And then Austin Hooper at 10.7, not a crazy hit, but not a bad game. Like 10.7 for a tight end that was ranked like 15th, I think, going into the week, which won't start on many teams, like 12, 10 teams leagues. So 10.7 is not bad from Austin Hooper. I believe he had a touchdown. So I was like two and a half, three out of four picks, right? So hopefully later in the episode when you listen and we give you our week six fantasy picks, we'll keep helping you out with your fantasy leagues. But it's time to jump into our little week five NFL recap. We're going to start off a Thursday night game. We're going to spice it up. We're doing some different games than we always do. But we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing the Chicago Bears. If you watch that game, the Chicago Bears defeated the Buccaneers 20-19 to in Chicago. JR, give me your thoughts on the Chicago Bears becoming 4-1. and I was actually very – I thought the Buccaneers would come in and kind of like assert their dominance because um, the Bears, I mean, they they came in 3-1. and one. Um I thought maybe a reality check might set in, but um, the Bears' defense is definitely forced to be reckoned with. Um, it does suck that the uh, Buccaneers kind of had – was facing a lot of injuries. Like Mike Evans wasn't really fully healthy that game. I, 
saw in the beginning of the game, I could kind of see him limping um, after he went out for a route. And then they don't have Chris Godwin, and then they lost uh, O.J. Howard for the season. Um, they got the running game going. Um, Nick Bowles played played he played well. Like the Bears don't need a star at QB; they just need someone that could just go down the field, get some get some touchdowns. Um, he just has to play play well. He doesn't have to play a butt like superstar level. Over. He can't turn the ball. Yeah, ex- exactly. Then. That's kind of the QB I think Nick Foles is, if you agree with that. Um, uh, other than that, what do you think about the uh, the controversial Tom Brady holding up the four like he thought it was fourth down? Um, I think he just forgot to play. I, I watch rewatching the game. I, I think I knew it was fourth down. Like, yeah, it like, yeah I think it was pretty pretty obvious it was fourth down. I feel like. it wasn't. A, it wasn't a good pass. I think he threw the pass like you had to throw the pass because it was fourth down. Like I don't think that's a third down type of pass you throw. No, I think I think he threw the pass thinking like, okay, like, yeah, I know it could have been an interception, but like, oh, I, I have one more play to like really do something. I don't know. I think he legit thought it was fourth down the next play. I don't know. Well, it wasn't a good pass. It, obviously, it, it was. So- it was not a good pass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but taken away from the game, you're right. Like the Chicago Bears, we knew going into the season are going to be led by their defense, and they are led by their defense. They led up 19 points to Tom Brady, who have a good offense. The Buccaneers, obviously, they were missing some key pieces, uh, not fully healthy. Mike Evans, even though he had a touchdown, Chris Godwin needs to get back on that field because Chris Godwin with Mike Evans is a huge difference against defenses. Without having Chris Godwin, who can kind of take the top off the defense, when Mike Evans is not much of a burner, and Chris Godwin is. That really helps the Buccaneers' offense overall. I did like what I saw out of Ronald Jones the second. Oh, Without yeah. having Leonard Fournette, they needed they need a run game. Most teams do need a run game. With 17 carries, 106 yards, he averaged 6.2 yards per carry. That is the production you like out of the buck out of your running back position. So that was helpful for the Buccaneers. But one thing that does scare me is every week your defense is not going to play sound defense because it games defer differ. And, like, you have Aaron Rodgers in your division. You're going to need to be able to score points in this week. And they can't run the ball. David Montgomery with 10 carries for 29 yards and 2.9 yards per carry. Maybe the Buccaneers have a really good rush defense. But, man, yeah, they have they – just... Chicago Bears need to be able to run the ball to help Nick Foles. Because, Nick, like you said, Nick Foles played fine. 30 for 42, 243 yards, threw a touchdown and interception. His QBR was 47.6. Not Nothing special. He didn't do anything great, but he didn't, like, hurt them. Like, that's what Nick Foles can't do. But if Nick Foles is going to play like that, they're going to need to be able to run the ball because against really good offenses, they're going to score in the high 20s. Even if your defense is playing good, you're going to have to score points. Like, this is just the National Football League, and this is where we're at in 2020. You're going to need to be able to score points. And if you can't consistently run the ball with Nick Foles as your quarterback, it's different if you have Patrick Holmes or Russell Wilson as your quarterback. With Nick Foles, you need to be able to run the ball. So David Montgomery for 10 carries and 29 yards is not going to cut it, and they, they need to find production at the running back. But they're 4-1, and one and they're looking good, but that's the only, like, one thing I can take away from the Bears' side of this game. Oh, surprisingly, when I was watching the game, they brought us that the Buccaneers actually had the second-best rush defense in the league. Okay, maybe that may Which maybe, I was like, wow. Yeah. Maybe like, that, yeah. That, could, that could be a factor. That could be a factor. I'm just like – No, but they definitely – even against the second-best rush, rushing defense, like, that's not going to cut it. Especially if you're trying to make a playoff run, you got to step up against good teams. Um, they did only give him ten carries. I feel like I don't know, like what kind of like how he gets his running on, but like 
Like, sometimes you got to give a running back volume to start getting their mojo, but it just didn't look like it was working the whole game. So I do get your point. They do need to figure out something. If Nick Foles isn't on his A game, like, you got to get it. Or, like, rushing might help Nick Foles a lot, and it's, you know, stuff like that. So I yeah. do understand that. Yeah, like, look, the Buccaneers are going to be fine. They have a really tough test against Green Bay this upcoming week. But, yeah, I think the Buccaneers are going to be fine. Look, they ran into a team in Chicago. That's – the Bears are good. They're, like – I don't – like, I think the Bears are a good 4-1 and one team. I, I'm not going to take anything away from them because when you're 4-1, and one, you're 4-1, and one, and every win in the National Football League is not easy, and you deserve every win. The thing is, like, they're a tough 4-1 and one team that I wouldn't want to play just because this could be a tough, bruising game. It's not going to be an easy game. But do I think the Bears are, like, a playoff team? Yeah, maybe. Do I think they're a Super Bowl team? No. But, like, they're going to be – every game they play, it's going to be close because they play such good defense, and they're just going to – and they're really well coached. Matt Nagy is a super underrated coach. And Nick Foles, if he doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to be in every game. So the Bears are a really tough out. I don't think they're better than Green Bay. I don't think they're going to win the division. But you know what I mean? Like, do you think, like, the Bears – I think there's a tough game every time you play against the Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a grit and grind kind of game. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to play like that. No, yeah. Especially the Buccaneers are a banged-up team right now. It's not what they're really looking for on their schedule. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with, like, an old quarterback in Tom Brady, you would like to keep him um, yeah. healthy and not hit. And looking, Khalil Mack, my God, he's an absolute game wrecker. You just watch him play. It's unreal. He had how many sacks? He had two sacks, two tackles for loss, um, total of three tackles. But those two sacks for him were amazing. Um, like he's one of the best defensive players in the league. He's you could argue he's second best defensive player behind Aaron Donald. Like I, I could argue it, that. No, you definitely can. The only thing he's he's a sick player. He's phenomenal. But only thing I take away from him is he doesn't play a ton of snaps. That's awesome. He, they they he pick, they pick and choose what snaps he plays. So he's hundred percent. I mean, it, it's obviously working because he's putting up phenomenal numbers. But I just I'd like to see him more like getting tackles, being out there, leading that defense every snap. Not every snap, but majority of the snaps. That's that's my only takeaway from him. That's why I think Aaron Donald, that's what sets him apart to me. Like he's, I feel like he's always out there and he's always putting up numbers. I'm looking at this defense right now, and they got some players. You got Rokon Smith. You got Danny Trevathan, linebackers. You got obviously you got Killer Mack, rushes the quarterback. You got Keem Hicks on the D-line. And then you get your rookie, Jalen Johnson, who they drafted in the second round as a corner. But then you also got Eddie Jackson, who's one of the best safeties, and Kyle Fuller, who's one of the best corners. Like, this defense is absolutely loaded on the back end and anywhere. So, like, this defense is tough to run, to pass against, really do anything against. You can see they, they did let a lot of running, rushing yards to Ronald Jones, but Tom Brady didn't have the best game. But this, this team is like a defense that's going to let up yards, but they're not going to let you in the end zone. They're going to make you settle for field goals. So, like, they – because I think Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay kicked four field goals and they scored one touchdown. So if you're going to score, yeah, they didn't score a touchdown after the first quarter. Yeah. And they just kept running up field goals and field goals. And your defense, obviously you're going to run up yards. It's the national football league, but if you're a bend, but don't break defense, it really helps. Definitely. I agree. I feel like they get better as the game goes on too. Yeah. That's, that's also huge. You don't, you don't want to wear down as the game goes on. So props yeah. to the Chicago bears. They're four and one. I didn't think I'd be saying that if, at this point of the year, but you know what? They're four and one. Good for them. I agree. Okay, Jared, moving on to your New York Jets. We got the Arizona Cardinals at the New York Jets. Um, the Cardinals defeated the Jets 30 to 10. Obviously, Sam Darnold was not playing in this game. Joe Flacco got the start. Jared, 
give me your thoughts. Like, I don't know. Like, give me, just give me your thoughts on the game. I will say in the beginning of the game, I felt like our defense was playing pretty solid. Um, like the, I'm talking like very beginning of the game. Oh, okay. Very <laughs> um, beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause we kind of like Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray was kind of struggling in the beginning, like the very beginning, like first quarter. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but just like, I, it's just very hard to watch this offense. Um, I mean, Joe Flacco, I feel like he was just doing check downs the whole, but like, that's the thing. I feel like that's what Gase is like telling him to do. Like, um, cause Jameson, Jameson Crowder is like really the only positive out of this whole offense this whole year. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have much to say really. I mean, I thought DeAndre, we were like holding DeAndre Hopkins for a little bit. Then all of a sudden he catches his one arm lefty touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew it was kind of game over. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts? I didn't fully, I actually, you know what? Did I watch this game? No, I was watching Red Zone. So I was flipping back. I actually had money on yeah. this game. We talked about this before. But <laughs> I was happy the Cardinals won. But yeah, looking at it, like Joe Flacco, like you get, you, like look at the statue. Like, okay, that's what Joe Flacco is at this point of his career, with, especially with the weapons you have. What do you expect from Joe Flacco? I'm not mad at Joe Flacco. <laughs> like 18 for 33, a buck 95, and a touchdown. Didn't turn the ball over. Had a 70 QBR, like better than Nick Foles and better than Tom Brady's QBR, like who we just two talked about. And we just kind of not praised Nick Foles, but we said he didn't play bad. So Joe Flacco didn't play that bad. But left Bell, 13 carries for 60 yards. Man, you look at your receivers. After Jameson Crowder, it's like, oh, my God. Chris Hurden, two catches for 24 yards. Jeff Smith. Jeff, just, just, just name Jeff Smith. You're just like, who the heck's this guy? Three catches for 23. Hogan, three for 20. And then some guy named Trevon Wesco had a catch for five yards. And I, th- I feel like I think Chris Hogan did really damage his leg this game. There's one play. Just I think oh, he's so hurt for – yeah, I think he's going to be hurt for a while. No. Question. question. Is Chris, is it not a Jets game when Chris Hogan is not leaving the game to go to the locker room? Every single – it's either it's he's questionable time. to play or he just gets hurt in the middle of the game or at both. It's literally every play. I, I mean, I feel bad it, for him. But. I feel bad for him, but sooner or later, like, dude, like, sooner or later, like, I'm, like, I feel bad for you, but, like, get the heck on the field. Like, you got to stay yeah. healthy. Like, sooner or later, just, like, you're just an injury-prone player. And Chris Hogan has had a pretty nice career for what he was as a lacrosse player in college. So, yeah, but, man, he's injured all the time. And, yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on um, Kenny and Drake, like, this season? And, like, what are your thoughts on him? Well, he was – okay, he had a great – end of the season last year when he was traded from Miami to Arizona. They used him better in Arizona and all that stuff. I never thought Kenny Drake was anything special. And I feel like as a running back, you usually it doesn't really matter like who your coaching staff is. If you're good and you're pretty good online, you're going to be good, right? Mm-hmm. He was really highly rated in fantasy leagues this year, like top 10, top 12 picks. I, didn't, I stayed away from him. I was like, dude, I can't trust Kenyon Drake. Like, I just yeah. like, look at his name, and I'm like, it's Kenya Drake. I'm not taking this dude in the first round. Like, that's like that's not even a thought. I would take anybody. Like, a lot of people over him. I passed on him. I took it. Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, uh, so on and so forth. But, yes, 18Ks to 60 yards, 3.3 average. He got a touchdown. Fancy owners, but I thought, oh, that's nice. He had one catch for two yards, so I guess he didn't do that. Yeah, Kenya Drake's been pretty bad this year. He has a total of 340, 314 rush yards this year. 14th in the league, but only two touchdowns. He's averaging 3.7 yards per carry, and that's ranked for 42nd in the league, but he's sixth in attempts. So he's sixth in attempts, but is 42nd in average yards per rush. 
that tells you that he's just not that good. I don't think he was ever that good. I think he's had a I, great end of the season. And like, my thought, yeah, keep going. Continue. My thoughts are like last year, it was kind of Kyler's first year, so they were trying to be like cautious, you know, yeah, just get completions. So he was kind of like doing a lot of screens, check downs to Kenyon. Um, it just opened the, the field more, but now Kyler's becoming more like a He's got DeAndre. He's got deep threats. So he's he's, he's more like a pocket pass. Yeah, he's developing. So I think that's definitely taken a toll on Kenyon's production, which people didn't really think of going into the year. I also just don't think he's that good. Like, I never thought he – I was never super high on Kenyon. I'm not trying to bash the guy. But taking Kenyon Drake in the first round, I wasn't really sold on that one. So, but, yeah, like yeah, yeah Kenyon Drake, it's a little iffy there. But, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins played well. Six catches, 131 yards. He had a touchdown. Christian Kirk, five catches for 78. I like Christian Kirk. Chase Edmonds, five carries for 50, five receptions for 56. Also, three carries for 36. So he goes and a touchdown. So he's, that's actually not a bad sneaky fantasy if you had him on your fantasy team there. But yeah, overall, the Cardinals beat a bad team. Like, that's what they did. They, they beat a bad team. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. that, that's what the Jets are right now. They're a bad team. The Cardinals kind of they took care of business, basically. And it's another week of you waking up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and looking at Twitter, and Adam Gaze is still your head coach. And that's just tough overall for your team. But I will take I, away a, a negative for the Cardinals was the, the injury to Chandler Jones, which oh, he's, he's a very – right? Yeah. I think he's out for the year. Well, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league, so that's kind of a problem. That's definitely – yeah. In a division where you're probably still the worst team in the division and you're three and two, actually now the the 49ers are pretty bad with their injuries. But, yeah, you have a tough division with the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks. You kind of need everybody. But, yeah, losing Chandler Jones, a key pass rusher, it's going to hurt the Cardinals. But, hey, they're in a good position at three and two. But, yeah, they beat a bad team. You're stuck with Adam Gaze. Um, I don't know you know what to say anymore with Adam Gaze. I don't think we need to talk. I think we've kind of uh, wasted all of energy on Adam Gaze already. Yeah, we don't need to go there. Okay. Moving on to our third out of our fourth four games we're going to be recapping. We're going to go Monday night football. We got the Los Angeles Chargers going to New Orleans to face the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, the Saints won 30-27 to 27 in OT. The biggest takeaway from this game was Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert absolutely balled. He was 20 for 34, 264, four touchdowns, had a 74 QBR. They rushed the ball pretty well with Justin Jackson, five, 15 carries for 71 yards. My sleeper of the week was Joshua Kelly. He had 11 carries for 29 yards. So thank you, buddy, for doing that. That really helped me. Um, Mike Williams had a good game. Keenan Allen didn't really play. He got injured. He did have a touchdown. But the Saints do come out victorious in OT and another like vintage Drew Brees game where he kind of just methodically led the team down the field, kicked the game-winning field goal. And, yeah, Jared, give me your thoughts on the Saints and the whole – Saints, Chargers, Justin Herbert, the whole thing. My my big takeaway from the Chargers is, like, I was very impressed last game. I feel like they had the next man up mentality. Like, yeah. Austin Eckler, he's hurt. Justin Jackson – I mean, I knew you thought it would be Joshua Kelly, but Justin Jackson stepped up. And then first – First drive, Keenan Allen touchdown. Then he gets hurt, and then Mike Williams like steps up, next man up, like that type of stuff with the Chargers. And I mean, Justin Herbert throughout the whole game, he just looked like he belonged. He looked like he was running that deep, uh, offense. Um, I mean, because they don't have like after Keenan Allen got hurt, like their big biggest name was Mike Williams, uh, who played very well. But he was just 
he took control of that offense, and I'm, I'm liking what – I think he's a candidate. I mean, for me, he's my lead candidate for rookie of the year right now, um, offensive rookie of the year. Um, and then the Saints, um, I'm still – Kamara – I feel like Kamara, Alvin Kamara is like a receiver now. If, he you know, basically is. Like, he starts out in the backfield, but, like, he's a receiver, which is – honestly, it's fine. It works for them. Um, but I still think they need someone to get that run game going if they mm-hmm. want to, like comp- – because especially with Drew Brees taking a little bit of the drop-off this year, he needs something going in the run game because he can't do it all, um, especially without Michael Thomas. Um, but, yeah, that's my pretty much my takeaway. Yeah, I love – you're right. Justin Herbert looked great, and I'm happy for him. And you flip over to, like, the Saints side. Like, they got the victory – they won the game they're supposed to, because the Chargers overall aren't a great team. But they do have a good quarterback at this right now. But you're right. Alan Kamara is not really a runner anymore. He's 11 carries for 45 yards. You would expect a little more rush yards out of them. Obviously, they'd have eight catches for 74 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, 12 catches for 122. I don't know the last time I ever seen Emmanuel Sanders had 12 catches. But he got 12 yeah. catches. And then, yeah, because he didn't have Michael Thomas, because he was out because he punched a teammate. Like, buddy, like you can't be doing that. Like, that, 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 that doesn't help your team. Uh, or your fantasy owners, whoever drafted you in the first round. But, yeah, the Saints won their 3-2. and two. You're right, Drew Brees hasn't looked incredible this year, but he did enough to win the game. He threw a touchdown, threw a pick. He was 225 yards. He had a total QBR of 66.3. He was good. He wasn't gr- bad. It was a fun game on Monday night to watch, which I like because – like, the primetime games, obviously, you can't flip it to another game. Like, there's nothing else we can watch. So, Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night, and Tuesday night last week. But, yeah, Monday night was good to watch. And I, I, I enjoyed watching this game. But I thought Justin Herbert looked good, and I'm kind of happy for the kid. Oh, uh, yeah, I definitely agree. He's looking very good this year. He reminds me, like, I don't know, kind of like I've been – I don't know. This is a bad comparison, but like a, an Eli Manning kind of player. I don't know. I see him as more like a Big Ben or like a Josh Allen type of player. Big arm, kind of athletic, moving the I mean, Eli had a pretty big arm. Eli had a bad – not a bad arm, yeah. I'm just – I'm thinking more of the mobility thing kind of. Herbert can can move. I know he he only has eight eight rushing yards, but they don't – obviously they don't want him running. But he he can move like young Big Ben and currently like Josh Allen. So like a type big, tall quarterback, Cam Newton type of guy. So that's what Mm -hmm. I see Justin Herbert as. But, yeah. Hey, man, the Los Angeles Chargers, props to you for finding your franchise quarterback. We think, as of right now, we've, he's shown your fingers. Yeah, he's shown everything to be a franchise quarterback. Hopefully, you can keep building around him because you're one in four. Like, you're not a good team. But the thing is, Justin <laughs> Herbert just lost to, has lost to recently, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. And put up a fight to all of them. And, yeah, and he was in it, and they were leading late in the game at all of them. No... Nothing wrong with that as a young quarterback if you're Justin Herbert when you're your three quarterbacks, two Hall of Famers, one going to be – who's on the trajectory to be a Hall of Famer, which is Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Tom Brady and Drew Brees are going to be Hall of Famers. So, yeah, there's not, nothing wrong with any of that. So, yeah, Justin Herbert looking good. Chargers are 1-4. Not a great team this year, but if you find your franchise quarterback, you at least you solved one of the problems. Exactly. Okay, moving on to our final game we're going to be talking about, and then that is my Buffalo Bills. And I am absolutely disgusted by our performance on Tuesday night in primetime. I walked in, I sat down on my couch, watched Tuesday night football, which I've never done before. And I was like, okay, Bills are Titans. Titans haven't played in two weeks. 
I mean, practice in two weeks. They had the whole COVID thing. The Bills were preparing for two different opponents because they didn't know if they were going to play that Tuesday. And if they weren't going to play on Tuesday, they were going to play on Thursday night against the Chiefs. But obviously they played on Tuesday and that got moved to Monday. And man, from the start, third play of the game, without having John Brown, because he was out, they're running Andre Roberts on a route. He does a slant. Josh Allen hits him perfectly. Ball hits him in the chest, goes flying up, and they pick it up, pick it off. He gets tackled, and that two plays later leads to a touchdown. Obviously, we answer with a touchdown, but my God, just starting that way, Andre Roberts, you got to catch the dang ball. Like, dude, Josh Allen hits you right in the numbers. Catch the ball. Like, I, I, that, that blows my mind. I think we had like eight to nine drop passes. I think that was the most in the league in a game this year. Look, you look at the stats. Josh Allen, 26 for 41, two touchdowns and two interceptions. What, it was probably 69.4 QBR. It's worst game of the year. One of those interceptions was not his fault, like I just said. The other one was a bad read. I don't know where he was throwing the ball. But I'm not always going to hold it on Josh Allen. Like, obviously, the points aren't looking good, but we had a couple costly turnovers. That interception at the beginning of the game led to a touchdown. The pick in the fourth <laughs> quarter led to a touchdown. And then Andre Roberts fumbled a kickoff, which led to a touchdown. So, Andre Roberts, you literally cost us 14 points there. That doesn't happen. I want to win the game, but, like, and, man, our defense was bad. I might got a loss of words for half of this because I'm just, like, disgusted by it because we just got absolutely trounced on live TV, uh, national TV against the Titans. Ryan Tannehill could do everything. We kind of shut down Derrick Henry, but, man, I, I, don't even want, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. What do you got, Jer? What about that uh, Derrick Henry uh, stiff arm? But, like <laughs> – the play didn't count. The play did not count. Uh, I know, I know. But um, yeah, no, yeah, but like, yeah, you know, that was like, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. And then Josh Allen started talking his his trash talk after that. But um, Derek Henry, you did stop. Honestly, like you guys, your defense wasn't bad at all. Like you held Ryan Tannehill to under two hundred yards, and you held Derrick Henry to under sixty yards rushing. I mean, granted, Tannehill threw three touchdowns, and Derrick Henry. Got two touch, um, two touchdowns, yeah. but like yards wise, like you said, like I think for you guys, there's more that those uh, those turnovers, yeah, like the turnovers were costly. So if you watch the game, right? So Josh Allen throws that pick that's Andre Roberts' pick. I got it's not Josh Allen, obviously, it's going to categorize as Josh Allen's pick, but Andre Roberts needs to catch that ball. That was a really catchable ball. Yeah. That pick leads them into plus territory inside the 20 yard line because that was really the beginning of the game. And two plays later, they score a touchdown. So those are, that's seven points right there. Another pick Josh Allen throws, they return it all the way to the 10-yard line. Our 10-yard line, that's a touchdown. That's 14 points. And then that was Andre, a nice return, by the way. That, that was, was a nice great return. return. I don't know how we didn't yeah. tackle him. And then Andre yeah. Roberts muffs a kickoff, and they're in plus tor- territory inside the 20. That leads a touchdown. That's 21 points right there. You, I'm and terrible at math, but if you minus those points, it's a game. That's three touchdowns with only going, like, what, less than 40 yards? Yeah, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. So, like, if you minus those points – see, if you do some quick math, I'm stupid. But, like, <laughs> I can't even do this math right now. I don't know why. It's 21. That was stupid. Yeah. It's 21 yeah. in the <laughs> and it's a game. It's a one-possession game. It's a five-point game. You need a touchdown, you win the game. So, look, obviously we didn't play great. The score was not good. Our defense was missing some key starters. I don't want to play the injury card, but not having Trey Davis White out there – or Matt Milano, or who else we have? Or John Brown, who all actually are practicing this week. So they should be good for the Monday night game against the Chiefs. But yeah, this just was a game where 
just didn't, just didn't, just didn't click, Jared. Everything went wrong. Like, literally everything went wrong in this game that could possibly go wrong. You muffed the kickoff. They returned a, uh, you threw a pick in the beginning of the game that wasn't the quarterback's fault. They returned to pick all the way inside the 10-yard line. You know what I mean? Like, everything yeah. went wrong. I have a question for you because you're obviously a diehard Bills fan. What are, like, what are your thoughts on your, like, your running back situation? Because, like, we've been talking, like, you need the balance it with the throwing and rushing. Yeah. I mean, I know Josh Allen rushes a lot, but, like, you need, like, a solid running back. Like, It, it was not him. good. The Titans shut us down uh, rushing. Um, Singletary, I love Singletary. And, obviously, Zach Moss, the rookie in the third-round pick, was inactive. He needs to get off the stupid toe injury that's been for three weeks. Pissing me off already because of the toe injury. Uh, but Devin Singletary, 11 carries for 25 yards. TJ Yeldon looked good, but he's TJ Yeldon. Like, I need Singletary to be that back where he – not a lot of rushing yards, like 60, 70 a game, but he averages five yards a carry, which he's done in previous weeks, just because it gives you – helps Josh Allen with the offense and doesn't make him do too many things wrong. Look, Josh Allen didn't play bad. He didn't play great. Like, I'm just overall kind of annoyed with this game. I I don't know. I I kind of – I'm done talking. I It just – I look at the score oh, yeah. and I'm like, it's annoying. And then I go on Twitter a day, the next day on Wednesday morning and all these like, Bills fans are like, oh, the season's over. We stink. I'm like, dude, it's one freaking game. You lost a game. Like, yeah. where we, go? we were so, not you know, going undefeated. Like, that wasn't – You lost, you lost the game to a 4-0 team. Like – Yeah. Like – on the road, like I don't know, like oh, the season's over. We're gonna lose. We're like we're gonna. We're not like we stink. Josh, some there was like a fire Sean McDermott poll on Twitter. I I, I, mean, I swear to God, it was a Sean McDermott fire poll, and I literally saw that, and I was like, I'm disgusted because dude just made the playoffs. He's made the playoffs two out of his three years. He's been our coach. We were ten and six last year, and now we're four and one. And Josh Allen has played amazing this year. Like, are you out of your mind? Like, fans, Bills fans, fans in general are so overreaction to one game. Dude, there's 16 games in a year. If we go 11 and 5, 10 and 6, which I, I predicted us to go 11 and 5, I think 10 and 6 is totally reasonable. 11 and 5, I'm not, I don't think we're going 13 and 3 or even 12 and 4. But you're still going to, there's still five to six losses at that. You know what I mean? Like, those are still mm-hmm. losses. Like, you're going to lose sometime, man. You're going to lose games to good teams. It's, part of the NFL and obviously we played really bad and there's nothing good about this game that we can take away besides maybe Stefan Diggs is still really really good and Josh Allen didn't play bad and one of those turnovers wasn't his fault he made a bad read like and yeah you're right the turnovers you you said you were right Jared we didn't have those turnovers this game is totally different and like the turnovers are so costly but we need our defense fully healthy they got to get back to their old ways of last year. We need everybody back with Milano and Tredavis White. We got to get pressure on the quarterback. It's kind of pissing me off. We get no pressure on the quarterback. But, yeah, we got a big one Monday night at 5 o'clock against the Chiefs. So, that's a huge one. If you win that, nobody really cares about this Titans game. You know what I mean? Like, nobody yeah. cares. You, you're 5-1. and one, You just beat the Chiefs. And then and you, you see – and you see tweets for, like, Sean McDermott being coach of the year because he yeah, beat. Yeah, yeah. You beat the Chiefs, you're fine. Even if we lose to the Chiefs, I'm not going to, like, lose my mind. We're going to be 4-2, which would be totally fine because we have you guys next, which I'm not saying it's a given win, but it's a winnable game. So, yeah. I'd say key to the game, summary of the game, limit turnovers and field position wins games. Field position wins games. I saw, I think it was in the third, or end of the third or early in the fourth, it was like a field position thing. And I think the Bills started at their own 20, like their average field position, own 19, and the Titans were at their own 41. That's a huge difference. Yeah, that's 20, that's a 20 crazy. yard difference. 
as a student, you're basically at midfield to start every drive. Yeah. Four plays, field goal. Like any of you, even if you punt it, you just flip the field. Yeah. You know, like you flip the whole field. So every time the Bills are punted, they get good pens, get good field position. So yeah, the Bills, you know what? They're gonna lose games. This this kind of showed a lot of weaknesses we have. Hope they hopefully they work on it in practice. But yeah, I'm kind of ready to move on from this game. No, yeah. Makes I kind of know how you're feeling. Yep. <laughs> um winners and losers time for week five. We'll give you three winners and we'll give you three losers from this past week five. Jared, give me your first winner of the week. My first winner of the week, um, it's, it's Le'Veon Bell. And I'll tell you why. Because his, his, he was a feature Hall of Fame running back, signed with the Jets, and then kind of diminished his career. He's finally released. We weren't using him well. If he could join a team like we were talking about earlier, like a, team, a championship contender, Chiefs, Steelers, maybe even the Bills you're talking about. A team like that, and you they utilize him. He's I to me, he's still a top five running back in this league. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they utilize him well, maybe if he goes to like a team like the Chiefs, I think he could be I don't think the Chiefs will take him, but I think he could be like one of the best running backs in the game. Um so I'm I'm happy he got out of this bad situation. It just feel bad because there's nothing going well in this offense. Um, happy he was able to get out. I, I got some breaking news on the Le'Veon Bell front right now, man. We Right now we're recording this Thursday night. It's coming out Friday afternoon. So this is Thursday night. We're recording oh, I just saw that too. Tom Pellistoro, oh whatever the heck his name is, NFL Network. Le'Veon Bell has just signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. We're right now we're, it's Thursday night we're recording this. So obviously – Adam Schefter said it too. Yep. Le'Veon Bell is officially a Kansas City Chief. I swear to God, please don't play Monday night, buddy. I don't think he has time. my fantasy team. Do you think he can play Monday night? I don't think he has time to play Monday night. Um, I I wouldn't. Yeah. There's, no, there's no rush. Who are they playing? They're playing us, you doofus. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, why, that's why I don't want him to play Monday night because he's playing us. Jeez, that is crazy. So, yeah. I just was talking about, I don't think he was going to sign with the Chiefs, but yep. here we are. Is a Kansas City Chief. And if you're a Clyde's Edwards Hilaire fantasy owner, wow, that sucks. That really sucks yeah, because I don't know. It's a double whammy. And you might have picked him in the first round or early second. That's a way to back up by committee now or even a Lev Bell team. So, yeah, Lev Bell decided he wants to win and not play for the Miami Dolphins, which makes totally sense because I don't know who the heck would want to play for the Miami Dolphins besides the good weather. But, Jerry, your winner's right. He's a double winner. He's not on the Jets anymore. Now, <laughs> now he's pretty cheap. He's a winner tonight. This wow. Is, wow. That's probably the best winner we've had. All week. That's worst, worst team in the league to the best team in the league in a week. Less than a week. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. That was, that was a good winner. Okay. Moving on. We could talk about that Lev Bell thing for hours, but we got we to keep, keep the show rolling. Got to keep it rolling. Lev, um, not Lev Bell. My first winner of the week, Carolina Panthers. Why? Not just because they beat the Atlanta Falcons, who are own five, and Dan Quinn is no longer their head coach, but because they're three and two. And I don't think anybody at this point would think the Carolina Panthers were at three and two with no Christian McCaffrey and a rookie head coach with Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. They're three and two. Teddy Bridgewater was 27 for 36 with 313 yards and two touchdowns. Mike Davis 
has filled in nicely with 16 carries, 89 yards last week against the Falcons. Man, Robbie Anderson has had an amazing year. He had eight catches for 112 yards. Man, the Carolina Panthers are 3-2, and two, and they've recently beaten the Chargers, the Cardinals, and the Falcons. They got a tough test against the Bears this upcoming weekend. But after starting 0-2, the Panthers are 3-2. And, two, and man, they might be fighting an 8-8, eight, 9-7 eight, for a playoff spot at this time of the year. And I don't think anybody thought it because I think I had the Panthers going 4-12 and 12 this year. So, man, Carolina Panthers, you're a winner because you're 3-2 and two with a rookie head coach and not having probably one of the best offensive players in the league. And once he comes back, that's even going to help your offense even more. So, Carolina Panthers, you're my number one winner of the week. You know who they remind me of, Pete? Oh. It's a different sport, but they remind me of the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. Yeah, like, that's a really good comparison, actually. Yeah. Props to you for that. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then when they get CMC back. Um, Helps. Yeah, it definitely does help. Um, so my first loser of the week is uh, kind of, I don't know, you probably, I don't know if you have the same one, but Dak Prescott. I mean, I wasn't a big Dak Prescott fan. And then I saw this injury. The way he came off the field, I just felt bad for him. I feel like yeah. everyone, he was – because this is his contract year. He didn't – he could have held out. He was like, no, I'm going to show that I want this contract. Um, and footballs, you take chances sometimes, and sometimes they backfire. And it's injury. He was – Cowboys weren't doing well. I mean, I think Dak was playing pretty – at a high level. Like, yeah. he's a starting QB in this league, definitely. Um, and then this, this, this injury, I mean, just watching good. him get carted off. It just sucked. It almost made me like tear up. Like I felt so bad for this guy. And now, now he's gonna be. I'm gonna be one of his big, not biggest fans, but I'm gonna be rooting for him now. I was never a huge Dak Prescott fan, but now I, I really want to see him make this comeback. So, I mean, he's my loser, but hopefully in the long run, he uses this to like motivate him. I'm with you. He's a loser because he's not playing in his injury, but hopefully he comes back fully healthy and he can keep playing. Like because he was playing great this year, so. So we feel bad for Dak Prescott, but yeah, he's your loser. My first loser of the week is no longer employed, and that is Dan Quinn. Why? Because you don't have a job. Because you got fired. <laughs> because you're on five. Sorry to be harsh, but Dan Quinn, you got fired, buddy. Like sooner or later, we knew Dan Quinn was eventually going to get fired. I always preached that he shouldn't have been brought back for this year. Obviously, that was not a good decision because he was on five. They also fired the GM. And then the owner came out and didn't really have high praise for Matt Ryan. So this could be a total overhaul of the Atlanta Falcons team by the end of the year. Maybe put into uh, – uh, potent- uh, well, maybe at the end of the year they, they could be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields bidders. But, yeah, Dan Quinn, you're my number one loser of the week because you didn't do your job and you got fired and your defense was terrible. You never stayed healthy. And, man, you couldn't hold on to a lead all the way back to that Super Bowl against the Patriots. So, yeah, Dan Quinn, you're my number one loser of the week. No, yeah, I was going to put him on mine too. Yeah, and especially with the Matt Ryan thing. I feel like when your owner – I feel like they're just going to go different way than Matt Ryan um, yeah, in the future. Good. It's done. It's Matt Ryan. It's kind of sad because he's all I know from the Falcons that grew up, you know? Yeah, I think he would fit well like on the Colts or something, Matt Ryan. I don't know. Or the Bears. Yeah, but I don't know if they want to do another Phillip Rivers kind of thing, you know? I think he's better than Philip Rivers. No, yeah, I I agree, but they don't. They I think you want to start with like a true. I guess maybe yeah, you know. Um, my second winner of the week, uh, Chase Claypool. Um, Ooh, I, I don't like- think I think this might be the best game of his career. I mean, 
I'm not saying he's going to be like four touchdowns. Really good rec- tough to top. It's, it's tough to top, especially in your rookie year. Um, especially, I don't know. He just had a sick game. Uh, he's been playing pretty well this season, um, but this game was just an outlier. I don't know if he's going to do it, pick up his level of play after this. Um, one of my friends was kind of saying he's maybe the best receiver out of this draft class, and I, I definitely disagree with that. Not get the um, Yeah, it's too early. He just had a really good game. So props to him, and that's why he's my winner. I like it. My second winner of the week, we already talked about him. We talked about this game, but that is Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. Why? Man, he was 20 for 34, 264 yards and four touchdowns. He showed on a big stage on Monday Night Football at the Saints that he could compete with Hall of Famer Drew Brees. And that props him. Man, we talked about him. He's playing – He's lost close games to the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady in the Buccaneers, and now the Saints with Drew Brees. Justin Herbert, you like you said, is probably has had the best rookie offensive rookie of the year candidate, probably with Joe Burrow, who both look like franchise quarterbacks at this point of the season. So yeah, Justin Herbert, you played absolutely amazing, even though you got the loss. You finished with a seventy-four point five QBR. The reason they lost was not because of you, Justin Herbert. You're my second winner of the week. Um, yeah, definitely agree with that. Uh, like we talked about in the Charter Saints recap. Yeah. Um, my second loser of the week is going to a whole unit, the Bengals offensive line. You got a rookie QB there, and they allow seven sacks and 15 QB hits. I mean, as a rookie QB, you want them to be just focusing on the reads. But when you're getting hit that many times, you're not even looking upfield half the time. You're looking at who's going to come and hit you. It's not good for your development. Um, Bengals always had problems with the offensive line. They drafted Jonah Williams. He's finally playing this year, but you gotta, you gotta like really, you gotta protect your rookie guy. Your, your franchise, like that's who you want to be leading your franchise for the next 15, 20 years. Um, yeah, that's just kind of embarrassing. Reminds me like the Josh Rosen, obviously like Sam Darnold. Oh, you gotta gotta protect your your young guys. I like it. I like it. You know why I like it so much? Because my you had it. One more. Mine was Joe Burrow. I just changed mine. Yeah. The reason mine wasn't Joe. The reason was Joe Burrow is because I feel bad for him Mm -hmm. because he's getting hit by the terrible offensive line. Look, Joe Burrow has shown this year that he's a franchise quarterback, and I think Joe Burrow is going to be an absolute superstar in this league. Like I really do. He's shown he has poise in the pocket. He can make throws, but man, seven sacks. Like you just said, and, and they put a great defense, but seven sacks. This is reminding me, like you said, the Josh Rosen, the Sam Donald, like the Andrew Luck of the Colts when they couldn't protect him. Oh, yeah. They couldn't yeah. protect him, and they drove it drove him out of the league. Yeah. It literally drove him out of the league because of the injuries, and he just didn't want to do it anymore. Bengals, please don't make the same mistake because you have a guy who can win you games, who can win championships, because I really think Joe Burrow is that good, along with Justin Herbert. Like, don't Chargers and Bengals don't mess this up. Like, don't look at what the Jets are doing with Sam Darnold, right? And do the total yeah. opposite. <laughs> yeah. Total opposite. Whatever they did, don't do. Like, do the total opposite. This is not a knock on the Jets. And I think Jared would totally agree with me. Don't do what we have done with Sam Darnold because obviously it has not worked. You're nope. having won a game this year. Sam Darnold's regressed a little. He's injured. Adam Gay stinks. All that fun stuff. So if you're the Bengals, protect, protect, protect your young quarterback. Like, it's not complicated system here like you protect your young quarterback you draft a rookie quarterback you're going to start him 
you got to give him protection. You got to give him the best possible chance to succeed. Bengals aren't doing that, but Joe Burrow has shown he can play in this league. I think he will be able to play in this league. But yeah, Joe Burrow, you're my second loser of the week, not because of your performance, it's because your O line absolutely stinks. So Joe Burrow, you're my second loser of the week. Yeah. Um, funny, I just I had Joe Burrow too, and then I because of the reasons you said, I just changed the Bengals offensive line. Just yeah, now. it probably was the Bengals offensive line, but I don't know why I just put Joe Burrow. No, I did the same thing. Um, my final winner of the week. It's the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, I like it. Um, they just hit a milestone. In 2015, 2016, and 2017 combined, the record 4 and 41. In 2020 alone, they matched the same amount of wins. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's a big win for them. Big win for the franchise. I'm not saying they're going to be doing big things this year, but it's definitely in the right start of the season. Um, that that division's looking really good. Props to the Browns. They beat that, like you said, Colts had a really good defense. You wanted to see if Baker could could beat them. I mean, I think he did pretty well that game. Uh, props to them. Big win of the week. one of my winners of the week. Yeah, I like it. My final winner of the week is a quarterback, and that it was JR's fantasy sleeper quarterback of the week. That was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick was twenty-two for twenty-eight with three hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns. Finished with a QBR of 99.1 and a total rating of 154.5. They absolutely beat the brakes off of San Fran, 43-17. to I get it. San Fran is injured. They're not looking good this year. And they're super injured. Jimmy G got benched. He could also be a candidate for a loser of the week. Jimmy G could be. But, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 22 for 28, 350, three touchdowns. He looked great. Miami's two and three. Yeah, you never know. But, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're my third winner of the week because you absolutely balled against a good defense, even though they're injured, but a really good – who just went to the Super Bowl team. But you played great. So, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're my final winner of the week. Yeah, definitely agree. And it's uh, it's funny how you mentioned Jimmy G as a – Oh, no. I, took, I, guess. I, t- I knew – as soon as I said <laughs> it, I'm like, I didn't have it. I'm like, I knew you have it. I'm like, dang it, I said it by accident. I'm my bad. Yeah, no, you're good. He's my third loser of the week. Um for reasons Pete said, he went seven for 17, 77 yards, two interceptions, got a 15.7 passer rating or QB rating, passer rating, I think. Um, and he got benched for CJ Beathard. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Jimmy G, he signed that big contract. He's, I think, I never, never huge fan. He's just a system QB. He's going to be okay. He's like a Nick Foles, I feel like, maybe even worse. Um, yeah. He's never going to be that franchise QB, which they thought he would be. Um, so he's my loser of the week. Yeah, I like it. My loser, final loser of the week is also a quarterback. It's not Jimmy G. It's Phillip Rivers. He was 21 for 33, 243 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, and finished with a QBR of 42.54. The reason he was a loser of the week is because he's holding this team down. This team has good weapons, a good running game, and a great defense with a great head coach. But Phillip Rivers – you are the reason this team is 3-2 and two and not 5-0 and oh or 4-1. and one. This was a really winnable game because the Browns and Baker Mayfield did not play well in the fourth quarter. If this team had a comparable quarterback at this stage of the season, 
they'd be much better. That's why I said they're in the market for like the Matt Ryan type of thing. I think Matt Ryan's much better than Philip Rivers. But, yeah, they need a franchise quarterback. This team is ready to win a championship now, Jared. They got the young running back in Jonathan Taylor. You have okay weapons with T.Y. Hilton and some other guys, but not a ton of weapons, but still not bad weapons. And then you have a great defense and a great head coach in Frank Wright. But you need the quarterback, and this team is ready, and Phil Rivers is holding this team down. It showed this weekend throwing two interceptions at a total QBR of 42. Baker Mayfield almost handed this team the game in the fourth quarter. He didn't. But, yeah, Phil Rivers, man, you got to step up your game because this Colts team, I picked you to win the division over the Titans. They still can, but, man, the Colts, Phil Rivers, you need to pick up your play if this Colts won't have any chance of making the playoffs this year. I agree. He's definitely holding them back. Um, I've been seeing some maybe trade rumors for maybe Sam Darnold. Um, Carson Wentz, I've seen. I've seen Carson Wentz trade yeah. Colts because Frank Wright was the OC with Carson Wentz on like in the beginning of his career in Philly. Gotcha. That's Ooh. a little connection. When there. do you think they? When do you think they should make the move to maybe start Jacoby Brissett over Phil? Um, now. Yeah. Like I don't. I so what, what was Phil, he's not a young quarterback. Like we know what he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You already know what he's doing. They play the Bengals. They play the Bengals this week. Like, like, so like. Yeah, try him out. If, yeah, they're gonna beat the Bengals. So like, Brissett plays well. Yeah, maybe not. I would start Brissett and start looking at the quarterback market and see who's available and who's not available. Because you get Matt Ryan for the season, Jr. You're like, yeah. this team's gonna win the division. I think. I think that's better, true. Yeah. Better than the Tennessee Titans, I think, with Matt Ryan. Like that might be a bold take, but or even Carson Wentz or even Sam Darnold. Like, so yeah. Colts, go get your quarterback because this team's ready to win now. So go get your quarterback. But yeah, that concludes our winners and losers of the week. Let us know what you think about those. Moving on to week six, we have our fantasy sleepers of week six. And then after that, we'll end the episode, if we always do, best part of the show of week six picks. But Jared, give me your sleeper at the quarterback for the week six of the NFL season. Uh, he's not so much a sleeper sleeper, but just a QB that maybe you're not thinking of or he's under your radar. Plus the matchup. I'm going Matthew Stafford. Uh, he's playing the Jaguars. Lions haven't done well this season, but I mean, Stafford always swings the ball, especially against the Jaguars defense. I think he could definitely fit up some numbers against them. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. I like that, but he's rated this week. He's as a ninth rated quarterback this week, but on NFL.com. So I, I think they're listening to you, but I feel like in most leagues, I see him either on the waiver wire or not start. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. He is rated as the ninth quarterback of the week, but I think because for your reasons, he should be rated high because he, Jackson was not that good. So I like that pick. My fantasy sleeper, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. My fantasy sleeper of the week was my sleeper of the week last week, and that was Jared Goff. Jared Goff this week is rated as, let's see, the 17th best fantasy quarterback on NFL.com, and he's going up against the 49ers defense who absolutely got smashed by Ryan Fitzpatrick. We are going to get killed by Ryan Fitzpatrick with not a lot of great weapons. Man, what is Jared Goff going to do against you with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Joe Everett, Tyler Higby, and the running game they have, and Sean McVay. So Jared Goff, I think he's going to have another great game. So you're my quarterback sleeper of the week. Yeah, definitely agree with that. He's been playing pretty well this year. Uh, my, I feel like you might have this, um, but my running back sleeper for the week is Alexander Madison. Um, he stepped in for an injured, uh, Dalvin cook had uh 20 carries, 112 yards. 
and he's playing the he's playing the Falcons next week. Yeah, and we all we've talked about the Falcons a fair amount here, uh, so he's, he's due for a solid offensive game. Yeah, Madison played well with Davin Cook um, on the sideline last week. If Cook's out again, then it's a huge thing for Madison fantasy owners. So, yeah, Madison, if you have him and Cook's not playing, I would start Madison. My fantasy running back sleep of the week is Philip Lindsay. He's coming back from an injury. Melvin Gordon does have that DUI. I know he came back to practice today, so that kind of scared me a little. But I still think Philip Lindsay's going to have to be involved in this offense. Um, yeah, Phil Brindsey, what is he rated this week? He's rated as a 29th best running back, actually 20, 28th best running back this week. So he's really deep on a lot of people's waiver wire stuff. If you need a running back, I think Phil Lindsay has a chance to have a good game just because of Melvin Gordon's situation and not really having a running game, and he's great in the passing game. So, Phil Lindsay, you're my running back sleeper of the week. Yeah, I agree with that, especially with the Melvin Gordon. Uh, my wide receiver sleeper of the week I mean, I don't consider him a sleeper anymore, but he's ranked. He's ranked. What is he ranked? The the twenty sixth best wide receiver this week in PPR. It's Jamison Crowder. He hasn't put up less than a hundred yards in a game. I get he's on the Jets, but he's he's the only offense of the Jets, so they're just gonna run it through him basically. Gase loves him. He's playing the Miami Dolphins. He's he's gonna get you catches. He hasn't put less than a hundred yards a game. Hasn't put up less than 17 fantasy points. I, I mean, I would I don't consider him a sleeper, but people are sleeping on him. So, I like it. I like it. My pick is in the same game, but on the Dolphins. That is Preston Williams. He's rated on NFL.com as the 32nd best wide receiver. Last week he had 106 yards and a touchdown. I expect him to be heavily involved in the offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick likes him. He's a big, tall receiver. Can get down the field. He's athletic and has speed, so he kind of has all the tools. I think Devontae Parker is a little overrated, just in my opinion, even though I don't think – even though he's having a pretty good year, Devontae Parker, but, like, not the best year, but an okay year, I still think Preston Williams is underrated, and that's why he's my sleeper of the week. No. Pick any receiver from the Dolphins. They'll probably do well. Probably. Um, uh, my final – the tight end is always the hardest. Oh, I can't stand the tight end. I, every time I look at yeah. it, I'm like, oh, my God, who the heck am I going to pick this week? Plus, there's a very small uh, size. Yeah, it's not a big sample thing. size. Yeah, uh, but I'm going Eric Ebron. Cleveland really struggles against the tight ends. I think they're 27th ranked against the tight ends, or maybe 27th ranked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure their linebackers aren't very solid. Um, and I feel like the Steelers, if they want to really throw downfield, they got to utilize attack that first. That starts with Eric Ebron, especially in the red zone. So, yeah. Hey, man, you're right in my mind. That's my pick. <laughs> oh, we've been doing this last – I think this is the third week in a row we had one of the same – maybe in the yeah, fourth. Jerry, Judy, Slayton, and now uh, – I feel like there was one Eric more. Ebron. I feel like there was one more. Oh, Dalton Schultz. We had Dalton Schultz. Yep. Four in a row. Yeah, this is going to be the fourth time in a row we picked one of the same guys. But, yeah, Eric Ebron, NFL.com, right is the 14th best tight end. It's pretty deep for the tight end overall positions because most leagues don't go past 12. He had caught the ball for 43 yards last game. He's, he was targeted a good amount. And I just think he has a, a good spot in this offense. They need a tight end. They um, get good catches. And Jared's right. Cleveland does not play well against, uh, uh, against the tight end. So, yeah, Eric Ebron's my 
fantasy sleep of the week. Hopefully, if you listen to our picks, we helped you this week. It's always tough, but hopefully we helped you in your leagues of DraftKings, FanDuel, or even your ESPN Fantasy League or NFL Fantasy League. But yeah, moving on to best part of the show. That is the week six NFL picks. We'll be picking every game and we'll give you the reason why we picked the team who we're picking. No Thursday night game this week, so that's why this video is coming out on Friday afternoon. But yeah, first game of the week. JR, you did win last week. So you, you got one win on the year. But, yeah, we're starting off with the 1 p.m. game on Sunday. We got the 1-4 Houston Texans at the 4-0 Tennessee Titans. Who do you got? Uh, I like the Texans. I've always been a fan of the Texans. But, I don't know, just watching the Titans last game, I get they didn't, they didn't, like, they didn't need to put up a ton of offensive yards to, to win. I mean, I get we talked about the turnovers. But yeah, I do like the Titans. Um, I don't think they're going to go – Super Bowl or anything, but I think they could beat the Texans. So I'm going Titans. I'm going to disagree with you. The reason I'm disagreeing with you, I'm a little upset pick. I don't want to always pick your favorite. I think the Texans are like, they just came off a victory. I know it was against the Jaguars. They have a new head coach in uh, Romeo Cornell, who was the DC, because Bill, obviously, we talked about this on last week's episode. Bill O'Brien is no longer the head coach. He was my loser. I like to pick up maybe next week some other guy gets fired and he'll be my loser of the week because he doesn't have a job. But yeah, the Texans. I think not not hot, but I think they have a newfound energy under the new head coach. I think the Titans are riding high off a Tuesday night victory over the Bills. They kind of blew us out. The whole national media is kind of talking about it, like, oh, the Titans are legit and all that stuff. I think the hype gets to them, and I think they kind of you – know, like one of those trap – it's a trap game for me because the Texans aren't a 1-14. Like they're talented enough to be better. Deshaun Watson's good. This is a trap game for me, Jared, so that's why I'm picking the upset, and I got the Texans this week. No, I, I agree with that. I was thinking the same thing, honestly. Yeah, I think it's a trap game because I think the Titans just had a huge – just a huge momentum win against the Bills on a Tuesday night. Everybody's talking about the, the game, the Titans. And then, like, you, you still got to play on Sunday and a little short week, much shorter week this week. And then you, yeah. you, you kind of lay an egg to a division opponent who has a really good quarterback. So, yeah, I got the Texans kind of pulling an upset here. Okay, moving on to another 1 p.m. game. We got the 1-3-1 one, and one, Cincinnati Bengals who can't block anybody at the 3-2 and two Indianapolis Colts. Jared, who do you got? Uh, I just got to go Colts. Um, can't block. You're playing against maybe the best defense in the league. Oh, this is going to be a nightmare. Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, I, I crapped on Phil Rivers. He was one of my losers of the week because he played awful last week against the Browns. Oh. It doesn't matter how Phil Rivers plays this week because this game is going to be a blowout. Just because, eh, actually, maybe not. Well, NFLs are never blowouts usually, but I'm not saying it does kind of matter how Phillip plays. It it does, but I feel like just I think the Bengals are going to be so under duress, and I think the Colts are going to run the ball really well, like Jonathan yeah, Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Burrow is going to have no time, and I think Phil Burrow just has to play an okay game, like pull like a Nick Foles, like just an average game, and they'll win. So I got the Colts defeating the Bengals, but this still proves that the Colts need a better quarterback behind there, but. Not against the Bengals, so I got the Colts. No, Jared, definitely. Next game, buddy. 1 p.m. game. We got the 0-5 Atlanta Falcons at the 1-4 Minnesota Vikings. Jared, who do you got? Like, I, I, I want to maybe pick the Falcons because they just fired Dan Quinn, like a yeah. Bill O'Brien kind of situation. But I'm going Vikings. Um, just purely off better – Better team. I mean, I can't trust the Falcons, so, yeah. 
Vikings. Yeah, I said two weeks ago that I'm not picking the Falcons until they show me to pick them, and that means they have to win a game. So by that default, I'm picking the Vikings. Look, the Vikings just came off a heartbreaking loss to in Seattle, which they should have won if they kicked the dang field goal, but they yeah. decided to go for it, and that's Mike Zimmer. Bad play call by Mike Zimmer. This team should be right now two and three, and then maybe if you win, you're three and three, and you're right back in it. But yeah, they're one and four. But I do have the Vikings just because the Falcons aren't that good. I'm with you. They fired the coach. They might have new energy, but yeah, I'm not picking Atlanta until they can show me they can win a game. So I got Minnesota. Okay, next game. We got another 1 p.m. game. We got the 1 and 3 Denver Broncos. This is huge because who are they starting a quarterback? Is it Drew Locke or Bright Ribbon? But they're 1 and 3 Denver Broncos at the 2 and 2 New England Patriots. Jar, who do you got? I'm going Patriots. Uh, just, we don't, this like uncertainty. We don't know who to play, who's starting. Um, this is Bill Belichick. I think he's one of the best coaches of all time. I trust him to be kind of a broken down team. Um, yeah, I'm just going Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think if Drew Locke does start in this game, this kind of game kind of changes a little. I think Broncos have a better chance. But, yeah, Broncos are super injured, especially if Bright Ripon or whatever the heck his name is starts at quarterback. Ripon, yeah. Yeah, it, it's going to be a long day for Denver. But, yeah, New England's not a great team. Like, I, the hype behind New England doesn't – I don't understand that. They're 2-2. Two and two, They're a really well-coached defensive team. Cam Newton hasn't played great this year to any could say. He's only thrown two passing touchdowns in four games. Um, doesn't turn the ball over, but like they just run the ball and they play a good defensive game. This game's gonna be a low scoring game, like that nine and a half spread I'm looking at right now. That's a high spread for this game. Yeah, but, you know, I think Denver is in the game. If Drew Locke's playing, then they have a much better chance. But I think kind of New England finds a way to win this game, so I got New England plus the Melvin Gordon situation. So, yeah, you're right. Hopefully, Phil Lindsay plays well because he was my sleeper of the week. Sleeper, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the whole situation. If Drew Locke plays, then I think Denver has a better chance. But if he doesn't, then I think it's kind of Patriots all day. Okay, moving on to another 1 p.m. game. We got the 1-4 Washington football team at the 0-4, 0-5 New York Giants. Jared, who do you got? It's going to be a great game, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tuning in for this. A, like, between these two teams, it's not like I'm looking at who's going to win the game. I'm looking at who's going to lose the game. Probably. Um, and just like we say, we weren't on page with the Dwayne Haskins thing with the coaching staff for the Redskins, uh, Washington football team. My bad. Um, I I can just see the Giants getting their first win. Picturing that happening, so I'm just going Giants. It's really a terrible game, I think, but I'm going Giants. Dude, I agree with you on this one. I think the Giants because I don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Washington team. Is it Alex Smith? who just came back from a gruesome injury from two years ago. Props to him for coming back. We didn't really talk about that, but he could have been a winner of the week just because he came back. But, yeah, yeah. props to Alex Smith. Is it Kyle Allen? Should be Dwayne Haskins, but it's not probably going to be. Giants should do. Look, they should have won last week against Dallas. They didn't after Dak got injured. They, sh- they kind of choked that game away. They should have a win right now, but they don't. Giants should f- absolutely do for a win. I think Joe Judge gets his first win of his career. So, yeah, New York Giants, you're one in five, boys. So, yeah, I got the Giants winning this week. Yeah, that's okay. one win for New York. Oh, besides the Bills, but. No, no, no. One win for New Jersey, four wins for New York. Oh, my God. Okay. We, we could have a conversation okay. on that. Um, moving on to probably a pretty good 1 p.m. game. We got the 4-1 Baltimore Ravens at the 1-3-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Jared, who do you got? 
not going to say much. Going Ravens. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think the Eagles are super banged up. Carson Wentz has struggled this year in no time. Um, yeah, they, they did just kind of – they lost to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, so another really tough game for them. Yeah, I think the Ravens start 5-1. Five, five I'm with you. I got Baltimore this week. Probably the best – I would say this is the best 1 p.m. game. I'm looking up and down. Yeah, this is the best 1 p.m. game of the week. We got the 4-1 and one Cleveland Browns. Yes, I said 4-1 and one Cleveland Browns at the 4-0 and oh Pittsburgh Steelers. JR, are the Browns going to be 5-1 and one or the Steelers going to get their fifth win of the year? This is a very division game. Anything could happen. Um, I still have the Steelers winning just purely off of they've done it before. They've been there. The Browns are like the little brother that they always just beat up. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be cool to see the Browns win and kind of like change the tide a little bit. But until they do that, I'm going to have to go what's been going on for like the past 10 years, 10, 20 years. I'm going Steelers. Yeah, I agree with you. I like, look, the Browns looked good against the Colts, but they struggled in the fourth quarter. I think Pittsburgh's kind of riding high right now. Browns kind of come back to earth in this game. And I, do have the Steelers winning this game. But I think this game's a toss-up. I think this is going to be a really good game. And I didn't expect this to be a really good game at the beginning of the year. But I'm excited to look, watch this game. So, yeah, I got the Steelers starting 5-0. and But I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns win this game. But, yeah, I got the Steelers. Yeah, another, I agree. Yeah. Another 1 p.m. game. We got the 4-1 and Chicago Bears at the 3-2 and Carolina Panthers. Jared, who do you got? I'm actually going Panthers this game. Um, they just looking – they're just playing good football. No studs, really. They're just playing good football. I like what Teddy Bredgeroder is doing. Robbie Anderson having a great year. Bears came off a win. I mean, it's not like they're coming off high on that win. Um, but I, I think they're going to be taken back because they've seen all these great teams on their schedule. And they're like, oh, the Panthers. I think they're going to come into the game thinking, like, okay, we're going to win, and the Panthers going to win. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I had the Panthers as my winner of the week. I'm high on this team right now. I, like, love what I see from them, even without Christian McCaffrey. Look, the Bears have a great defense, I don't think, but I don't think Nick Foles is going to do enough in this game. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Panthers are surprising a lot of teams. So, I got, I got the Carolina Panthers. Robbie Anderson looks great this year, so – yeah, I'm taking the Carolina Panthers. It's kind of a little upset, over, even though they're home against the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Okay, another final 1 p.m. game of the week. We got the 1-3 and three Detroit Lions at the 1-4 and four Jacksonville Jaguars. Jared, who do you got? I got the Jaguars. And I'll say this. I think Matt Stafford, I have him as my sleeper QB. He's going to be slinging the ball. Mm-hmm. But that's because I think they're going to be down most of the game. I think Jaguars – James Robinson's doing a great job this year. I think he's doing good for them, just controlling the tempos, getting these solid runs, making them feel in control of the game. And I think they'll be doing this most of the game while Lions are going to be playing catch-up. I can see Matt Stafford leading a drive at the end of the game to win it or just go ahead. But I had the Jaguars win the game. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I like Detroit. I think they're due for – they had a bye last week. They're coming off a nice little rest. Um, yeah, Detroit needs to win. They're too talented to be one and three with Matthew Stafford and like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and AP and DeAndre Swift. This team's too talented with some good corners, good defense. I think the Lions are, be, are gonna 
win a, a weird game, not a game that most people watch because it's in Jacksonville. It's just going to be a weird game. But, yeah, I have Detroit kind of – I think Matthew Stafford has a great game, like you said. But, yeah, I got the Lions beating the Jaguars. Okay, done with the 1 p.m. games. Moving on to the Jets game. We got the 4.05 p.m. start. We got the 0-5 New York Jets at the 2-3 and Miami Dolphins. JR, are your Jets getting the first one of the year? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going Dolphins. I mean, if this was the game to do it, either this Dolphins game or the next one, that's our really only chance of getting our first win. But I don't think we're going to – just because all the – the media, we just got rid of Love Bell. Everyone's on top of us. Everyone's on Gase. I think Dolphins just going to throw – especially if it's Magic, just going to chuck the ball on us. And we're going to play – catch up the whole game with Joe Flacco doing check downs. So. Yep, I'm with you. Ryan Fitzpatrick played great last week against a good San Francisco 49ers defense. The Jets are not a good team. There's just too much going around with them. Firing Adam Gaze, keeping Adam Gaze, losing Lev Bell, Sam Darnold situation. Is he healthy? Is he not? Yeah, it's in Miami. It's a little bit of a travel. I do think the Dolphins are about to be 3-3. Three and three. And I'm like, hey, you're 500. You never know. But, yeah, I have Miami just beating up on a bad team. But if you're right, this is a game the Jets are going to win in the schedule. You look at it like these are one of the games they could win. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets win, but I'm, I'm going for Miami this week. Agreed. 425 game, though. There's only two 4 o'clock games this week. That's a little weird. We usually have a lot more. It is a little weird, yeah. There are some – the Raiders, Saints, Chargers, and Seahawks are all on buys this week, so that does have a factor in it. But we got the probably the, the best 4 o'clock game, obviously, because it's better than the Jets-Dolphins game. But you got the 4-0 <laughs> Green Bay Packers at the 3-2 and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jared, who do you got? I'm going Packers just because Aaron Rodgers balling out this whole year. Buccaneers, so yeah, they came off the loss of the Bears. They probably have Godwin back next week. They should, yeah. But, and they have Fournette back. But I just think Packers, they're playing really good football. They could be a Super Bowl contender this year. Buccaneers, Tom Brady hasn't been – I mean, obviously not playing like Rodgers, but he hasn't shown me that he's just going to go head-to-head against a QB like Rodgers. And so I'm going Packers. I'm going to disagree with you. I think Tom Brady's actually played really well this year. Obviously, last game wasn't his best. He's thrown for 12 touchdowns. He's had 1,375 yards. The biggest thing, if they can get Godwin back, Mike Evans fully healthy, have a consistent run game with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. They're at home. I think Tampa Bay actually sneaks away in a victory. Green Bay, I know they're 4-0. People love them right now. They're obsessed with them. But, yeah, I think the Buccaneers are kind of coming off a loss that they should they should have beat the Bears. They, in their mind, they should have beat the Bears on Thursday Night Football. They're going to be motivated. So, yeah, I got Tampa Bay this week um, beating the Green Bay. And they're going to 4-2, and two, and the Green Bay is going to get their first loss of the year. Okay. Sunday Night Football on NBC. We got the 8-20 game. We got the 4-1 and one Rams at the 2-3 and three 49ers. Jared, who do you got? I got Rams. You mentioned Gary Goff playing really good football. 49ers. They got to figure out that QB situation. They really do. Uh, yeah, I think Aaron Donald's going to eat this game. I'm going Rams. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I had Jared Goff as my fantasy sleeper of the week for the second week in a row, so I'm pretty high on Jared Goff right now. Yeah, the 49ers are super banged up on both sides of the ball. What's their quarterback? G starting is a CG third. Um, so yeah, I got the Rams. I I know it's in San Fran. Doesn't really matter. It's it's a good a cool game to watch. I watch it Sunday night football, but yeah. I got the Rams starting 5-1. and one. 
Okay, we got two more games. We got two Monday night games because the Bills-Chiefs game was supposed to be on Thursday, but obviously the whole stupid COVID thing, they're playing Monday night. So the first Monday night game, this game is on Fox and NFL Network, whichever one you're watching on. I guess that's what it says. 5 p.m., we got the 4-1 Kansas City Chiefs at the 4-1 Buffalo Bills. Jerry, who do you got? I went Bills last week. Don't go Bills. Don't go Bills. Because every time you don't go Bills, we win. Yeah, but it was, wasn't even a question for me this week. I'm going to Bills. Guys. No, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to Chiefs. Chiefs just got loving on Bell. I mean, he might, he's not probably, probably won't play or probably have like three snaps that game. But – Hopefully, Tredavious White can play next game, or else you are screwed. Oh, no, he, he's practicing. He practiced today. We're good. Okay. I, think he's gonna play. I think he's going to play. Um, this is going to be a big test for that Bills defense. Oh, my God. Uh, the big test, Josh Allen could keep hitting up points back at Mahomes. I think they'll still lose, but it's, it's cool to see Josh Allen going against one of the best, the best in the game right now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Chiefs. Guys. Every time Jarrah's picked the Bills to lose, they've won. And last week, he picked the Bills to win, and we lost. So what do we know? The Bills are winning this week. I'm just going to wait until to do my pick for the Bills to see what you say, and then I can just go off that. But, yeah, I'm going to the Buffalo Bills. It's like, why? I might be a little bit of a homer, but I think they're ready for a bounce-back game. They got embarrassed on national TV. They're going to be back on national TV at a weird start time at 5 p.m. It's been a weird week and a half for the Bills. They didn't know if they were going to play Thursday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday. The whole thing's messed up. I think the Bills get their defense a little bit fixed. I know it's going to be a high-scoring game. The Bills are going to need a score. I think they are going to score because I don't think the Chiefs have a good defense. They just got smoked by Derek Carr, and I think the Bills' offense is much better than the Raiders' offense. So, yeah, I got the Bills kind of pulling a little bit of a mini upset I'm running the football and starting 5-1. and one. So, yeah, I got the Bills this week. But you did mention they just got smoked by Derek Carr. You don't think – you think they're going to do that twice in a row? Okay. No, I just think the Chiefs are just a bad defense. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think the Chiefs just don't have a good defense. Okay. Not their offense. Their offense. Their offense was not bad against the – I Raiders. think it was, it was the worst it's been all season. Yeah, but, yeah, true, true. It wasn't, but it wasn't awful, awful. But, yeah, their defense is terrible right now. They, they need to fix their defense overall, not just for the Bills game, but just, like, in general. I think a lot of teams need to fix their defense because I feel like defense this year has been really weird. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It has. Okay. Final game of the weekend. We got the original A15 Monday Night Football on ESPN. We got the three and two Arizona Cardinals at the two and three Dallas Cowboys. And remind you guys that Andy Dalton will be starting for the Dallas Cowboys. So, Jared, who do you got? Well, Cowboys has had that big loss. Like you said, Andy Dalton's going to be starting. Cardinals coming off a huge win against the Jets. Um, no, kidding. Um, I'm going Cardinals. Cowboys, Cowboys defense might even, man, it's a little better than the Jets, but same same level, honestly. And Cardinals, who's going to guard DeAndre Hopkins? That's my one question. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, and can the Cowboys keep? Can Andy Dalton pit up points like back and forth? The Cardinals? I don't think so. I'm going Cardinals. I'm agreeing with you. I think Andy Dalton's going to play fine. They have good weapons with Gallup, CD Lamb. <laughs> Mari Cooper, and a great running back in Ezekiel Elliott. But, yeah, you know, this defense stinks. I don't think any Dolan has enough firepower to stay up with the defense that bad. I think if their defense is good and they can keep it in the 20s, I think the Cowboys could be, would be fine. I think any Dolan can do that with the weapons Dallas has. But, yeah, I don't think Dallas' defense – they just got up over 30. I roasted last week. I said 
Dallas defense, you better not let up over 30 points to the Giants. And what do they do? I know they won the game, but they let up <laughs> over 30 points to the New York Giants. So, yeah, this Cowboys defense stinks, and they're going up against a much better offense with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. So, yeah, I got the Cardinals kind of winning a good game. It's going to be a cool Monday night game, but, yeah, I got the Cardinals. Yeah. Okay, guys, that concludes our week six NFL picks. Recap of the show. We did our week five NFL recap. We, did, we gave you our winners and losers from week five. We did our fantasy sleepers for this upcoming week six, and we gave you our picks. So hopefully we helped you out with the fantasy. Hopefully if you do have any picking wings, we gave you some good picks. Reminder, guys, the Raiders, Saints, and Chargers are Seahawks on by. So those games, those teams we did not mention in the picks, obviously. Also, guys, make sure you follow our Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube channel. Keep watching that Hugh Jackson video. It's a great interview. I'm not trying to hype us up right now at all, but that's a great interview. The questions that we, me and Jared came up with and just the answers he gave us, the insight. There's some information in that interview, Jared. I know you would agree with me that a lot of us didn't know. And that, like, would you agree with me? Some of the information Hugh Jackson gave us, we wouldn't know. So I feel like it's a cool watch. No, yeah, I definitely agree. Worth the yes. watch. Yeah, if you wait to the end. If you're, yeah. if you're a football fan, like, just watch it. Yeah, it's, it's an awesome – he gives you great insight to some NFL teams, some NFL players, behind the scenes, why they decided to draft Baker Mayfield, his relationship with the GM, the owner, what went wrong with him in Cleveland. So, yeah, it's a great interview. So, that our YouTube channel is in the description. Please watch that video. It's awesome. Also, if you want a sports case, use Talking Sports PD to get 10% off sportscases.com. That link will be in the description. Jerry, anything you got to say before we sign off? Now, um, all I got to say is go Jets. Yes, go Jets. And next week, we'll probably, we'll probably be talking about the Jets being 0-6. But man, maybe maybe for the first time, we start our show with, JR, what do you think of the win? Maybe, maybe we'll start that. Or, JR, who's your winner of the week? No, oh, the New York, New York Jets. Maybe we'll say that one time. Okay, guys, until next time, this was a Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trumpor. Make sure you watch that Hugh Jackson video. The link is in the description. Please check that out. Until next time. Thank you.